0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to Retrieving Sanity with your host Keegan, and this is your podcast for all mental health, addiction, and recovery issues and topics. Today, my friends, I want to talk about fear, the big fear, and not the big fear like getting hedged or going to jail or anything like that. I'm just talking about fear in general. Now, if those are some of your fears, well, maybe this can actually help you out a little bit, but we'll see. Now, fear is a huge thing to take into account i mean there's a whole lot that goes into it and there's a whole lot that also can be not taken account for whenever we take account for fear so let's break it down a little bit and just look at it as an acronym real quick so we got f-e-a-r fear so it can be looked at one of two ways or maybe both the first is false expectations appearing real this is where Things that you perceive to be true aren't actually true at all, but the fear is that those things are real. Now, the second one is face everything and rise. Thank you, Papa Roach. But the thing is, with face everything and rise, it's easier said than done. However, it is entirely possible and people do it all the time. Heck, you probably do it all the time too and you don't even realize it. And if you do, congratulations. But I believe in you. So let's look at fear just a little bit. Now, fear is actually a phenomenon. And what I mean by that is that all emotions, all feelings, they're all phenomenons. Yeah, we understand that there is some chemical processes behind it, process behind it. But the thing is, we don't know exactly how or why these things happen, which is why they're a phenomenon. So what we can do with this is take it as it is. That's what we do with phenomenon in the scientific world anyways. We go, hmm, that's kind of weird. I don't know exactly why that happens. I have ideas and theories and we have instances where it does or it doesn't work. But we just know that it can or it does. So what we have to do with it is just embrace it and say it is what it is and go from there. Now, fear is just the general feeling of uneasiness and worry about a person, a thing, a situation, etc, etc. I know that doesn't leave a lot of room for anything, but the thing is that fear can be all over the place and it can encompass anything and everything and maybe nothing. But then you're probably not alive if you're not fearing something. So, we get to ask, does fear have a purpose? Does it? Well, yeah, otherwise, we wouldn't have fear. Everything in this life has a purpose, whether we like it or not. And the thing is, we have to take into account what that purpose is, and we have to learn how to utilize it. Fear is no different. Fear just feels different because it's scary. It's like that little monster under your bed that's going to come up and grab your feet while you sleep and then just, like, tug on you a little bit. Maybe it'll drag you a little bit. Who knows? But that's the thing. You can't fear it. It can't do nothing it's just a little monster run <laughs> but let's see fear is essential for survival otherwise you wouldn't be here where you are right now i say that because we have to look at the millennia of humans that have existed and every single one of them has been driven by fear at some point or their whole life in an essence as <laughs> most of us probably understand that more than ever is that We embody fear. Fear is us. We fear everything nowadays, and (laughs) that's okay, but it's also not. So while it's essential for survival, in the extreme, it's debilitating to the point of not being able to do anything beneficial, and therefore it can create the very scenario that you're trying to avoid. So for instance, trying to avoid a scenario, say you're at work and you're trying to avoid getting fired. Well, the thing is, is that you may have made a mistake. And then you go along trying to do other things to cover up said mistake, and you might make up more mistakes, or you might even catch yourself lying, or doing this, doing that, and next thing you know, bam, you're out of work because of something else you did that was, well, totally unavoidable, and come to find out in the long run that had you just done whatever in the first place, you may have still had a job, or you may have been able to be like go off of good terms, but that's the thing. You don't know now because, well, you were trying to avoid it so hard that you just caused a bigger scenario that was actually worse than what would have happened in the first place. So it's kind of a tit for tat. But at the same time, it's one of those things that fear will put us in such a position that we are either going to fight, fight, or freeze. And that last one is kind of where a lot of people end up falling whenever it comes to fear. So let's see. This fight, flight, or freeze response helps us uh, by allowing us to react quickly to danger, either by confronting or running. And Now, we also understand that freeze is the paralyzation of someone and their capabilities of doing anything. Now, this further inaction can, again, cause that same scenario that you're afraid of to actually come about and occur. The reason why fight, flight, or freeze exists is because either one, you're going to go and you're going to fight it, confront it, do whatever it is that you need to do to get rid of this scenario, or two, you're going to sit there and you're going to run away and just get as far away from the situation, the person, the place, thing, whatever, as far as you can. And back in the day, these were paramount because you're walking in the jungle and tooth comes out. Rawr. Well, you either run or you fight. Which one is it? Not everyone's going to come out on top if they run. Not everyone's going to come out on top if they fight. And then if you freeze, well, I'm sorry, but humans aren't very good at playing dead. So, like, you're you're probably going to get eaten if you just freeze with a saber tooth coming at you, right? Probably. <laughs> well, there's a probably fourth option, but. I don't really want to go into that but that's the thing is that we have to fight flight or freeze and that's what we're going to stick with so either you fight your fear you run from your fear or you get frozen by the fear and being frozen by the fear really means that it's going to overtake you the fear is going to tell you what you're going to do it's going to tell you what you're going to accept and how it's going to happen whenever you fight or flight you get a little bit more options as to what you're going to influence the situation to be. Now, with fear, it's a danger detection. It is a raw emotional force that compels someone to pay attention to potential threats. So, fear is actually necessary for survival. Remember, like I was saying, it's essential. So, let's look at how it actually helps us by perceiving threats. Now these threats could be anything from physical to social and nowadays a lot of them are more of the social factor and by social factor I'm not talking about oh your little click here, your little click there, I'm talking about no like you're at your work and you accidentally say the wrong thing to someone and now HR is coming towards you and that might be your job right there. Just up and gone because you said the wrong thing to someone that is a legitimate fear that people have nowadays and it seems like the further and more along we get with society it turns from physical fears of getting mugged on the street or having a place shot up okay now that that last one is actually still a very legit fear that does happen way more often than it should but the fear is almost irrational because it happens so little but with it being a little bit more concurrent and stuff yeah that one's becoming more legit the ones that are more at hand and are going to be more likely to happen are those social ones and this can be anything from your job your living situation it could be to your family situation your friendships all of that And those are legit fears to have so it's okay to fear them if that's how you're actually feeling because at the same time not everyone is going to perceive the same threats the same way so you might be afraid of losing a friend and that friend may be like no dude like we're cool like we've been cool this whole time like calm down it's okay you're gonna be like oh my god like i can't believe that i fist bumped you And you went in for a handshake, and now i just, I'm not cool, I'm not with it anymore, I forgot our our secret handshake, I'm sorry bro. Like, no. (laughs) If that happens, like, you're like me, you're an overthinker, and catastrophizing, I can't say that word, we're about to figure out, (laughs) trust me. But with it being a danger detection system, it lets us know that we have to be on the lookout for things that are actually going to be somewhat of a threat and not only how much of a threat but how many as well so we can take that and solace that here's where we really get our first tool and use the utilization of fear it can help us fight run or freeze which freezing isn't really helpful by the way if that wasn't already clear so fear can help us either fight run and it can also help us determine how many threats and how big those threats actually are. Now one of the things about fear that we don't really look at a whole lot but one that actually is also utilized is creating boundaries and staying within those boundaries. Being in fear can be good whenever it comes to boundaries. Fear of having people encroach on your boundaries can help you set them clear and also to stay within boundaries of others so whenever we're setting boundaries for ourselves we're sitting there and we're trying our best to make sure that absolutely nothing and no one comes into our circle because that's our circle that's us time that's your little personal bubble only certain people get to go into that bubble and maybe no one does that's all up to the individual that's up to you and that's okay so then we also have to look at other people's boundaries Well, that's the thing. It's their boundaries. They're the ones that set them. We didn't. So, I don't know about you, but the thing is we have to, I have to respect other people's boundaries because they set them up for a reason. I don't want people to encroach and invade my boundaries. Why should I do that to other people? That's why we have to be clear about our boundaries and where they are because Some people may unintentionally step over those boundary lines, and then some people may do it intentionally. Those that do it intentionally do not need to be in your life. Cut them out. They don't care about your safety, your well-being. They are selfish. Get them out. And so, in a sense, your fear is telling you to be selfish because right there, it is essential for survival because it is your well-being at stake. And that's okay. So, don't worry if someone does you really wrong and dirty. They may be family, they may be friends, but if you've set up boundaries that are hard, set, and clear, and someone still presses that button, steps over that line, it is okay to say no, no more. Personal relations have nothing to do with your well being. Your well-being comes first. Everything else can follow after. Now, one of the things about boundaries, let's look at it this way. The law, the big old popo. If you're speeding down the highway, you're going to get a speeding ticket if you get caught. Or you're actually going to sit there and get other people injured and or killed. And who knows, maybe you unfortunately live past that and you have to carry that burden of killing people who knows but that's the thing that fear of either getting the speeding ticket getting in a car crash and hurting yourself and or others or making people unlived. yeah like no that's all that is not cool and it sucks and that's where the fear comes into play it keeps us in our lane literally and figuratively so we can take that and we can learn from it we can grow from it But that's the thing, we have to stay in our lane. Because otherwise, we're going to get a ticket, we're going to hurt ourselves or others, and maybe we're going to have to carry a burden that we never had to carry in the first place if we just stuck to a few simple numbers that let us know where the boundaries are. Now, here is a fun one. We're all going to learn a little something on this one. So, get ready. And (laughs) you might know it, you might not. You may have a lot of experience with it, or you may have none. I don't know. We'll find out. Now, fear is really, really, really good at helping us learn from mistakes and how to not repeat them. But remember, fear is about how we utilize it. It's not about what it does for us. It's about how we treat it. So negative experiences leave a deep impression on the human psyche, right? and this can later be accompanied by fear so as to help make us not make the same mistake again, which could lead to further turmoil should we do it. So I don't know about you, but sometimes it's really easy to make the same mistake. Sometimes it's really hard to make the same mistake. It really depends on situations, circumstances, people, the things involved, so on and so forth. Like everything in life, everything varies to the point to where it is a situational basis but the thing is, mistakes are mistakes. We learn about them all the time through our lives because we either do stuff kind of right or we do stuff kind of not quite right. And, you know, that's the thing. If it's a negative experience, meaning we messed up, and we figure out how and why, we can do something with that information. But the thing is, If it is such a paralyzing fear of doing it again, we're going to freeze and we're going to sit there and not take a risk later in the future that maybe actually has a very good potential reward at the end. Let's say you're job hunting and you mess up on a few applications and you end up not getting those dream jobs or dream job that you're really looking for. Well that might paralyze you to the point to where you never go in and put in another application somewhere ever again because you're afraid of making the same mistake or getting that rejection again from someplace that you really like. So, right there, we can see that freezing from fear is going to stunt your growth and keep you in the same spot and maybe even too worse for you because you're not progressing in life, and that's what life is all about. It's about progressing. Now, here's time for the fun one. Fear can be a huge factor for motivation and growth. Now, it's a raw emotion. that can push one to become motivated enough to work towards their dreams and goals. And it could also be because you don't want to disappoint yourself, you don't want to disappoint others, and also act ethically or responsibly. Or both, you know, because they're kind of the same thing. Now, fear of the unknown can also cause inspiration by exploring creative uh creating innovative solutions but we'll get into that in a little bit but the motivation and growth factor is huge because if you're not motivated then you might be missing something so (laughs) let's take a little bit of uh fear right here now you might be forgetting that deadline remember so you now have motivation to sit there and go oh i need to get that done because holy crap and, again, it might be really good, but you need that pressure to actually sit there and go, like, oh, I need to get that done. Like, that's not a, like, ah, I can put it off for another day or two. It's like, it's due tomorrow, and I still got five hours of work to put into it, and I haven't slept today. So, <laughs> yeah. Then No, that's not me. I'm just putting out different scenarios. Don't mind me. Now, here's the thing. We have to be able to actually accept the fear as it is, though for motivation and growth and to accept it we can't freeze from it that's how the uh, fight flight or freeze response is actually going to get us into a bind if we don't utilize it correctly so in this form it's going to be the fight response because oh now we have something to do now we have somewhere to go and actually have a destination in mind now that fear is going to be the guy behind us pushing us towards where we want to go or we could treat it like he's chasing us with machete which one do you want if he's chasing you with a machete you're running for your life if he's the one pushing you you're going to feel like you have someone on your side someone on your team and that's the way we need to look at fear it's not something to be afraid of but fear is something to be used as a motivator it's something to help us grow it's something to just help us be the best that we can be And I know it's easier said than done, like all things in life are. But the thing is, again, it's a tool that is at our disposal innately. But the thing is, we just haven't learned how to actually fully conceptualize how to use it. So maybe we can all get a little bit something out of this. Now, self-awareness is a huge deal whenever it comes to fear. And I say this because... Fear is actually, like I said, it's a big motivation uh, for growth, essentially. And self-awareness means that if you're not aware of where you're at, fear is going to show you where you are. And again, if you don't listen to that fear, it's going to make you freeze. And it's going to make you go, oh, I'm, I'm not doing nothing. But at the same time, if you listen to that fear, you can actually hear it telling you what you need to know. So, facing a fear doesn't always mean that you'll come out on top. It always sucks. But, it can help you recognize your own flaws, vulnerabilities, limitations, which can lead to be uh, a more complete image, an honest, authentic self-image, which makes you more powerful in your own right. So long as the fear doesn't take over, you've got to use its lessons to grow from and not run from. So, right there, I mean, think about it. If, you know you have, say, a deadline coming up, and you deal with pressure very poorly, well, there's your limitation and flaw and vulnerability right there. You didn't get something done on time, or you're skirting by, and you don't deal well under pressure, now you're going to flunk, then that's on you. But the thing is, if you listen to that fear, next time you have a deadline like that, you know to schedule it, you know to put time and energy towards it, and then to work on it in bite-sized bits if you have to do it that way if you're someone that does well under pressure and you wait till the last minute then it can be a little bit more difficult because well you do well under pressure so why change something that works well and that's the thing it's called time management and that is a, well a little bit of a flaw and vulnerability because everything else could take priority until that one deadline and now you're sitting here going oh crap i gotta drop everything else and then do this but then some things are like that so again to each their own and every situation is entirely different because of the different variables that go into it you can't treat every situation the exact same and that's just life and that's fear fear is going to tell you each situation bit by bit by bit but if we freeze from it It's just going to repeat the same lesson over and over and over and over. If we don't face and fight the fear, the fear is always going to be the same. But once we actually learn to face it and fight it and walk through it, the fear is going to change because suddenly you've grown more. You recognize that you have limitations, but now you know how to work with those limitations. You may actually gain more out of it by going through and walking through the fear, than if you did by running away from it. So, I mean, there's nothing to be lost from fear so long as you work with it. And I'm going to harp on this a lot because that's exactly what fear is. It's a tool. It's not something to be afraid of. It's a tool. It's like fire, electricity, a knife. It all depends on how you use it or lack thereof. Now, here we go. What causes fear? Oh boy, let me tell you, that fear could be literally anything, and by literally, I mean literally, um, you're afraid of that zit on your face, if you got a zit, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like throwing stuff out there, uh, you're afraid that, um, well, <laughs> just I could make up the weirdest scenarios, but that's things that they're actually legitimate fears that people have every single day, so here's a small little list that I came up with. False expectations, the first part of the fear. And false expectations, again, are the things that go, hmm, well, this happened, or I did this, and now this is going to happen. And that's not entirely the case. It's a false expectation. You don't know exactly how it's going to play out, so you decide to make it up in your mind. Because it's easier for us to sit there and go, A equals B equals C, if D plus X and Z divided by the square root of 17, plus the square root of imaginary three, and so on and so forth. And it's just some kind of weird little, like gymnastics that we do in our head, that just make us go, oh yeah, that makes total sense right there. Yeah, that, that thing right there, that is exactly what's gonna happen, and I already know it. You can't change my mind. That's a false expectation. And <laughs> it's really hard to get some of those people, or yourself, like myself, Out of those scenarios because it's so conceptualized in their head in my head that it is how it is going to play out and it's going to make a little bit more sense as the list goes on now with these false expectations it comes from two things overthinking and catastrophizing I'm pretty sure I butchered that word but here we go so with catastrophizing Again, I'm pretty sure I'm butchering that word, but it's too late. I'm already recording. And overthinking. With those two coupled together, it leads to something called anxiety, which is living in the future, but in the fear of the future, and that's what I suffer from a lot. I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety whenever I was, uh, I think, 16, and ever since then. I've been dealing with it, and let me tell you, it has been one heck of a roller coaster ride. And on top of being bipolar, yeah. And an addict, alcoholic, and all that, yeah. I mean, phew. Uh, I think I got it pretty tough, but other people have it even harder. And I'm not saying that I have it easy or other people deserve more or less, but that's the thing. We're all humans, and we all deserve a chance. Now, again, like I said, The overthinking and catastrophizing can lead to anxiety, which is another one of those that causes fear, because in my mind, I've already figured out what's going to happen because of this, that, or the other, and therefore, I'm right, you can't tell me that I'm wrong, and it's just, to me it makes sense, and it just, it makes it easier for me to deal with things in that manner of acting in fear but acting in fear is actually how I fell into addiction like I did. And that's one thing that I'm trying to help everyone understand. Fear is a tool. It is not something to run from. Running from just only solves a problem for a little bit. And that's why I'm also saying that f- uh, freezing is another way that it's just going to get worse. And addiction can be looked at as both freezing and running and some may even say fighting but at the same time that is probably more of a symptom of the addiction. Now what I mean by it causes the addiction for myself was it? I was afraid of co- confrontation. I was afraid of uh, conflict. I was afraid of uncomfortable feelings and like I said or maybe I said it earlier but I have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. It's a stupid paradox but a It makes a lot of sense. If I'm uncomfortable with that fear pushing me, I can go and I can go do great things. and I can grow and I can become more self-aware. With that fear chasing me with a machete, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to do every little thing that I can to make sure that I keep running away from it and get away from it. And that came in the form of alcohol for the most part. And that's the thing is that it only solved the problem temporarily. It never got rid of it. It just solved the problem. Addiction and alcoholism are the symptom of deeper problems and issues. And that's something that we're going to cover a lot in this series. But for right now, let's just focus on fear. And what it is and how we can utilize it. So, now, like I was saying, with anxiety, it's just its own little mess. We'll probably do a whole episode on that or interview someone with it besides myself. Now, here's so, in my opinion, if anxiety, and again my opinion, anxiety is living in the future and in the fear of the future. On the flip side, we have depression, which is living in the past and fear of the past. So that can also be a huge factor for fear creeping up and just going, "Oh, I'm gonna get your feet while you sleep," like. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about the past, my friend. And as much as it sucks, trust me, I want to change my past a whole lot, but I can't. Instead, what I can do is actually sit there and go, yep, that was me. That's what I did. That, <laughs> that sucked. Yeah. And But the thing is that I get to go and I get to share my story. I get to go and help people by letting them know, hey, you're not alone. And that's the biggest thing about this whole addiction thing is that you're not alone. And it doesn't even stop with addiction, it goes with mental health issues all around the world. In fact, you could probably know four or five people that suffer from some form of mental illness and you may never even know. And the thing is, it's that stigma that we're trying to get rid of here. So let's focus on the fear because every single person in the world faces this. And again, it's varied from person to person, but let's just keep it to fear. So sorry for me squirreling off like I usually do But those rabbits are late, and I want to know what they're late for. Now, loneliness is another factor for fear, and it's also known as fear of missing out. Um, FOMO. And it can make people (laughs) do some crazy things. Um, It's usually the people that aren't comfortable being alone with themselves that find loneliness to be fearful or full of fear. And... Loneliness is whenever you're seeking some form of outside validation or, but the thing is, is that we are humans, we are social creatures, we do actually need some sort of communication and interaction with other people. And if you're an introvert, and myself, I'm an extroverted introvert, introverted extrovert, I need the connection and uh, all that stuff, but at the same time, I really need my alone time. And introverts, I know you do too. But that's the thing—we still need a little bit, but we still like to prefer to ourselves, and that's okay. But that's the thing—you're going to find extroverts be the ones who suffer from loneliness in a larger sense, to a degree, because they need that external stimulation. Introverts, not so much. But the thing is, is that loneliness can affect anyone and everyone, just like fear, depression, anxiety overthinking, and so on and so forth. But here's one that's always really fun. Living to others expectations of self. So if that isn't the truest thing ever, I don't know what is. Because a lot of people, myself included, like to live up to other people's expectations of their self, myself. So if someone expects me to do something, I hold myself Somewhat accountable and responsible to live up to that expectation that someone else has set for me. And here's a little secret: everyone you know has a different version of you in their head. Every single, every single person. I don't care who it is—your mom, your dad, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, your uncle Phil, um, your great uncle nephew. If I'm just. I'm just trying to make it as obscure as I can because literally everyone does. Your co-workers, your boss, um, your regional manager, your supervisor, so on and so forth. Like it literally anyone and everyone has a different version of you in their head. And you want to know a little secret? You cannot live up to all of their expectations of you because each one of them have different expectations. And a lot of those expectations are going to be unrealistic. So, with any person's version of you, take a giant Himalayan salt rock lamp with you and just take it around and go, Hmm, yeah, that doesn't really apply to me. Yeah, whatever. Like, that's not me. And that's the thing. It is your life. It is your body. It is your choices. Yes, we want to not disappoint some people sometimes. And yes, sometimes we're going to disappoint people sometimes, no matter what we do. And that's the thing. If someone has unrealistic expectations of you, you're not going to be able to meet them. That's just how it is. If that person cannot accept you and understand you for who you are and what you can and cannot do, that's a person that is going to overstep your boundaries and cross your lines that you're probably not going to want in your life for very long. But one of the things about that is that if you try to live up to every single person's expectations of yourself, then... You're trying to play this weird, like, charades game in a sense that every person you talk to, you're going to have a different version of you that you have to play out, and you're going to get tired, and you're going to start hating yourself because you're not being authentic and genuine to yourself. You want to know how I know? Because I've done it. I've been there, talked to so many other people about this. If they're a social chameleon, yeah, it's great because I can fit in with anyone and any, anywhere, like no matter what, and I can make people like me, but you know what sucks about that? Sometimes I'm not my true genuine self, because other people aren't going to accept me and know me for who I am, and that's the weird part, is that that is part of me, so yes, that is actually a part of my identity, I am part social chameleon, but that's a thing, it's a social mask, a lot of people don't actually like Or understand or want to get to know and understand the person behind the mask. And it's obvious. But aside from that, if I'm trying to live up to everyone's expectations of myself, in some way, shape, or form, I'm going to get so tired and burn out that eventually it's going to take all the energy reserves that I have left for myself and burn them out for other people, and I will get nothing in return. And you know how bad that sucks? That's why a lot of people do a lot of stupid things, and (laughs) we can avoid it, but that's the thing. We have to be able to open up, face our fears, and live and be true and authentic with ourselves, not the expectations of others. So with that, trying to be perfect is another form of fear, and that right there, like I said, you can't be perfect. You can't live up to everyone's expectations, and that's okay, so take that, relax, and just know No one is perfect. Perfect does not exist. It's okay. Relax. Breathe. (sighs) Now, what can I do about fear? (laughs) I'm glad I asked you to ask me that. So, fear will come and go. Like I said, there's no stopping it. Fear is and always will be and forever shall be. Now, it isn't perpetual, in a sense, unless you make it so. What do I make about that? (laughs) I'm sorry, what do I mean about that? What I mean about that is that it's not perpetual if you actually go and you face your fears. If you face your fears, then next thing you know, yeah, you're going to have a fear come back, maybe. But the thing is, is that you're a different you now. Maybe not by a whole lot, but you're different you to the point to where you can actually go and do something different. You can actually go about, and you can set your own bar now. Now, if you run from it, you might have that same fear come back in one way or another, and if you don't, then who knows? The fear can change and evolve with fighting or flying. However, with freezing, your fear is only going to get worse because you're not doing anything about it. You're not putting any action into the actual like mechanism that gets rid of fear, and that's the fight or flight. Freezing is only going to get you into some deep doo-doo, and you need to be in the solulu, not the delulu. That's be in the solution and not the crazy, stupid. Anyways, now, here we go. What can you do about it? Is there concrete evidence about your fear? Yes? Okay. Well, great. That is actually fantastic news. That is some of the best news that you could actually get with this. You want to know why? Because now that you have concrete evidence about your fear and the possibility of it being real, you can do something about it. And that's the whole point of the fight or flight response. You can do something about it. You know what to do. You know what you can't do. So go and do it. Yeah, it may be difficult, yeah, it may suck, but in the end, that is the part that we need to work on the most, is sitting there and going, yeah, I'm down, I'm going to do this, this is what I can do, this is what I can't do, this is how I'm going to go about my plan, and go from there. And if there's no concrete evidence about it, breathe with me. (sighs) Feel better? A little bit? Okay. Now... If there is concrete evidence, best of luck to you, push through it. It will get difficult. And maybe in the end, you're gonna look and you're gonna be like, wow, that was nothing at all. And hopefully it's that. But if it is difficult, best of luck to you, my heart's with you. Now, here we go. Realize it's a feeling. Feelings come and go. It is some like I said, it's a phenomenon. We don't know exactly how or why they always happen. We don't know exactly how or why they don't. But the thing is, it will come and go. It is an ebb and flow. So, some days you may be stricken with fear. And you may feel that pressure, that deadline coming up. And there's nothing you can do. Except for either fight, flight, or freeze. And so it's up to you to use it how you want to use it. But eventually that fear might dissipate unless you freeze. Now, the thing is, even if you're going through it, the fear's not going to go away until the deadline's over. And then, if you didn't actually put enough energy and action into your fight or flight, then your deadline's going to come. You're going to have submitted your work. And then, that fear is going to come back and be like, Hey, bud, did you do your best on that? Oh, no, you forgot this little semicolon in this paragraph. Good luck, bud. You're fired. Yeah, no, like that's the way fear works that's where that's the way that some brains like myself anxiety works and it sucks but it's a feeling it'll come it'll go sometimes it gets better sometimes it doesn't now developing coping techniques and this one is a huge one because dealing with fear in this way is a good way to deal with almost every emotion that it seems overwhelming at times So. Let's do this. Just remember, we did it earlier. Now, just close your eyes, deep breath in through your nose, and out your mouth. Now, repeat this as many times as you need to. And don't forget, picture yourself in a nice, serene place. It doesn't matter where that is. Find your happy, safe place. Put yourself there and then while you're there and you're still breathing, imagine yourself pushing through your fear, going through it, coming out successful. Now as you do this, let's also do something called progressive muscle relaxation. With each breath, you're going to relax a little bit of tension in your neck. Some from your shoulders. Now your shoulder blades. And just keep doing that. Start from your head and your neck work all the way down to your toes. If the fear is that bad and paralyzing you, do this. Picture yourself walking through your fear. Relax your body as you go and you take these deep breaths. You'll find that with relaxing your body, you're allowing more energy to flow the way that it needs to flow. Visualizing yourself actually going through and walking through the fear preps your body in a psyche sense that you're able to conceptualize The other possibilities that are there instead of the one that is a false expectation that you have and it appearing real. It's going to help solidify everything that is what it is and how it should be. But the thing is, you have to manifest part of your will into this world. And that's a good way to do it, is to visualize, relax, breathe, let that energy out. Because it's trying to go somewhere. That's one thing the fear is. It's energy that's trapped that's trying to go somewhere and do something. That's why we get to fight, flight, or freeze. So with the fight, flight, or freeze, it's energy that wants to go and do something. Too much of it, we may fly away. Too much of it, we may fight. Too much of it, we may freeze. A lot of us just haven't learned how to actually deal with it and cope with it and manifest it and use it in a way that is beneficial. A lot of us have it actually come and bite us in the butt. But you know what? It's part of learning. It's a mistake. Maybe it's not. Remember, you are where you're supposed to be. It doesn't feel like it all the time. Sometimes it feels like it's not supposed to be whatsoever, and it's too good or it's too bad to be true. But you are where you are, maybe for yourself, maybe for others, and who knows, maybe for the best of everyone. If you've had a rough life so far, my deepest condolences are with you. My heart goes out to you. I know what it's like to have mental struggles every single day. I know what it's like to be able to sit there and face a fear. And not come through the other side all nice, crisp, and clean. But I also know what it's like to go through a fear and come out nice, crisp, and clean. But I also know what it's like to run from and freeze from fears. And I can tell you right now that the best way through it is to go through it. Because it will change. But... You need to actually believe in yourself. So if you've had a rough life, and if you haven't, I'm still proud of you. So just know that you are where you're supposed to be. I love you. So we don't have too much longer. We got about five minutes before I start a little bit of a rant. Just kidding. Not really. But let's look at something. One of the things we can do with fear is challenge ourselves gradually we got to take things small we got to take them slow small bite-sized chunks and don't take on more than what you can handle right away this is where that self-awareness comes into play you have your self-awareness and you can tell what your limitations are what your strengths are play on those if you know something that's good and in your favor go for it even if it is a little bit of a challenge because it's going to give you a little bit of a boost A little bit of self-esteem that will help you challenge the next bigger task. Now, you can go for those really big monumental ones all at once. But whenever you fail, it's maybe going to be a bit too much of a blow to your ego and self-esteem. And sometimes we do need that. Other times, whenever we're trying to build ourselves up, that is not what we need. But it's up to you. It's your life. It's your choice. But this is my suggestion. Challenge yourself gradually. And here's another one. While we're doing that breathing and progressive muscle relaxation, focus on the present. That's what that breathing technique is for. It's to put you where you are right now. Fear is a lot of living in the future of the past and in fear of. But what we have to do is recognize here we are right now. This is what I can, this is what I can't do. And this is what I'm going to do about it or what I'm not going to do about it. Having ourselves in the present, will bring us a lot more clarity and peace than what we once knew. And then positive self-talk. Come on, dude. Come on, dude. Is that still a word? Do we still use that word? I just used that word. We're going to use it. Dude it. So whenever we're actually looking at ourselves, one of the things we have to do is realize that, man, or chick, or how about this? Whenever I'm looking at myself, whenever I'm facing challenges, I have to say, I am great in some regards. I am strong in some regards. I am able to grow. I'm able to heal. I'm able to be able to live a good life. I deserve a good life. And I deserve to be good and kind to myself. So, you can maybe do the same thing, because I believe in you. I believe in you. This weird little dude. All the way from Amarillo, originally, living in Dallas. Like, yeah, no, like, I'm some drop in the ocean, or I'm the ocean in the drop. Whichever way you want to look at it. And I believe in you. You can do whatever you set your mind to. Trust me. (laughs) It's been a long, rough ride, but if anything has been the most obvious uh, uh, lesson is that I've done a lot of things I never thought I could do, so I know you can too, and I believe in you go for that job promotion, go for that girl, go for that guy, go and just live your best life because you deserve it now, remember we can't avoid fear we can only minimize its impact and by doing so, what we can do is actually plan for it and then utilize it If we use it as a tool on our team, it's going to push us to grow and motivate us. If we run from it like it's against us, it's only going to cause more problems in the end. Now, one of the things we can do about that, like I said, is plan. But you can only plan so far, so don't plan too far ahead. But also don't dwell on the past because that's where your mistakes are and that's where your lessons come from. But if you go too far, too long, you're going to get depressed. You go too far, too Watch, you're going to get anxious and it's just not good all the way around. Now, don't overthink it. Take a lesson from me right now. Not all of this. Well, all of this if you want, but just don't overthink it. Okay? So, seek support when you need it. We're all going to be afraid. We're all going to have times where it really sucks. uh, And whenever we have those times where it really sucks, well, that's whenever we just need support. And sometimes it comes from friends sometimes it comes from family or strangers or maybe it never comes at all because you don't reach out for it now what else can you do the other thing that you can do for fear is reward yourself for your progress things won't happen immediately overnight but one way or another you have to realize that you've overcome your fear whether you realize it or not sometimes those fears just kind of crop up and you walk through without even realizing it but at the same time if you don't realize it and if you don't work on it then you can't reward yourself but if you do whenever you reward yourself for walking through a fear you're now able to actually go and take on those bigger challenges little by little but also reward yourself and tell yourself hey you did a good job it's okay now Again, visualize success. Think about what you want, how you're going to do it, and make a plan of action, and visualize it. Do that breathing, deep breathing progressive muscle relaxation, just do that, and visualize the whole time. While you're in your little safe space or whatever, go and push. You can do it, I believe in you. See yourself actually doing and going through the fear and coming out on top. It's going to be okay. Now engage in activities that you really like to do. And why I'm saying this is because it'll make you more in the present. Being in the present will take you away from the future, the past and get you to where your mind needs to be in the here and the now so that you can actually make a plan, detect your threats, how many, how severe and make your plan. Because without the plan, fear is going to make you either run or freeze and neither of those are good. So what I'm saying is that we kind of have to fight through our fears so it's not easy like i said if it were easy all of us would do it but guess what all of us do do it all day every day whether we realize it or not and sometimes some are way harder than others and other times they're not so all we can do is really just go with the flow now here we go overcoming fear is a journey it is not a destination we will always have fear at some point in our lives, and that's all right. We can walk through the fear and come out on the other side, thinking, that was silly of me to be so afraid of that and be able to laugh about it later on. The perceived anticipation can be worse than the fear itself. It'll only lead to more and more strife within yourself and ultimately outwardly as well. Life brings change all the time and it's important to know what it's going to happen, and it's important to know that it's going to happen and time and time again. And that it only gets easier to deal with fear of things that are going to come and go change. Now here's a very important part, listen carefully. Change is going to happen. And the thing to fear the most is that nothing will ever change. So think about that. If nothing ever changes, well, maybe you never have to fear anything ever again. But on the flip side, what if nothing ever changes? And you're stuck in fear. I don't know. I'd rather things be changing on me. And having more fears come at me. Gradually difficult. More difficult. And being able to say. Yeah I came out on the other side of that one. Again. And I'm going to do it. Again. Yeah that one sucked. Maybe I messed up here. Maybe I didn't succeed all the way through. But I walked through my fear. Just because you walk through a fear. Doesn't mean you're going to succeed. But don't let that deter you from walking through your fear. Because again, it's not going to end up well if you don't. So all we can do is actually just sit there and say, Man, I got this. I can do it. And just go. I know it's easier said than done, but you can do it. I believe in you. So, with this I want to say, For any and all those who have listened to Retrieving Sanity for the year that it's been out and about, Thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. And to all those that are either new to the channel or don't even know anything about it, welcome, you're home. And I hope you stay around because we've got a lot of great stuff coming our way. So you just have to stick around, check in every now and then. Come and check out uh, WDJY 99.1 FM every Friday, seven o'clock, you'll find me here. Now. If you want to listen to Retrieving sanity outside of those hours or outside of that hour, rather, and you want to hear all the interviews that we've done and all the other episodes, go to retrievingsanity.com or you can go to retrievingsanity.podbean.com. You can find everything um, on basically any pod site of <laughs> on basically any podcast site or app that you can find. If it's out there, Retrieving Sanity is probably on there, so share it with your friends, share it with your family, and share it to someone that you think needs a little bit of a, like, hey, you're not alone, bud. And just find us on Facebook. Find us on YouTube. Literally, find us on the internet. You can do it. I believe in you. Don't be afraid to. It's okay. But seriously, with this, I have to say thank you again, but don't be afraid it's okay to be afraid. Don't be afraid to not be afraid. Don't be afraid to be afraid. Rather, what I'm saying is, walk through your fear. You've got this. Take deep breaths. Relax. Know that it's going to be alright. Even if it's not, it will be okay. As someone once told me, in the end, everything will be okay. And if it's not, then it's not the end. So, that's all the time that we've got for this morning. I hope you have a good rest of the morning, a good weekend, and, well, until I see you next week. Shalon I just want to give a huge shout out to every artist on Pixabay that has been able to allow their music to be used in such a format as this. Without it, you'd just have to sit there and listen to me with no little beats in the background to help make the transitions and the... Well, flow of things go a little bit better. So, support your local artist, support your underground artist, and also, if you or anyone else you know suffers from suicidal thoughts or ideations, give the number 988 a call. You'll be connected with someone that really cares about you and wants to see you live another day. Another day above the roses for you, your friends, your family, loved ones, workers, friends. Uh, I already said friends, but you get the picture. You're still valued in this life, and if no one really seems like they care about you, just know this guy over here, right here, all the way in Dallas, Texas, loves you. He believes in you. He knows that you can do well, he knows that you will do well. He knows that you're worth it. You're worth fighting for. You're worth fighting for yourself. You're worth protecting yourself and you're worth everything don't let other people's opinions or expectations pull you down and don't let others make you think that you're any less because you're perfect just the way you are yeah we have room to grow we have room to be better but where you are right now is where you're supposed to be so just realize that and that you're loved even if it's by some random stranger that you've never met and may never will, but just know I'm here for you. So if you ever need anything, please reach out on Facebook or email me, and you can find that information at retrievingsanity.com. Again, have a good day.